Have you heard of the allegory of the cave? No, I haven't. Plato. No, I haven't. He's a famous philosopher, like in the West. Okay. But um, long story short, mm. it's it's only like thirty two pages. Yeah, yeah. But it's about I think these three prisoners in mm. the cave, and like the sun is behind them. Yeah. And like they're looking at this wall, mm. and like they could see their shadows and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they they what they see like is that face value. Mm. So it's not reality, mm. but that's what they're seeing, and the truth is like right behind them. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, what my point is is like people take things at face value. Mm. They don't look at the bigger picture. So might like what? Yeah, Plato's mm. allegory of the cave is like yeah. you're looking at things at face like the shadows and such. You don't mm. even like that's not really real. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, you just have to turn around. Yeah. and there's the truth. There's the light. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, where's she doing it? And. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! Yeah, I don't even know how to introduce you. Chad, <laughs> <laughs> this is the introduction. <laughs> but man, step two. <laughs> you know the rest. Yeah, literally. Shit, how's it going, man? <laughs> I'm alright, bro. I'm good. I'm good. I think this should be the intro, isn't it? This should so be. This is the... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fuck it. Let's just go straight right into it. Go on, man. So, introduce yourself to the people. Obviously, to some of you that may know, I go by the name of Dreads, local artist from Northampton, slash London. I make Afro swing, slash dancehall music, slash all the music you like, you know what I mean? So you can find me on the socials, Dreads187. Mm. So he's a rapper, artist, all that good shit. All good, you know, good all shit. All that good shit. A little bit of modelling as well, you know <laughs> what I'm trying to say? It's a little tad. But whatever, yeah. whatever makes me happy, I do it, you know what I mean? So you've been doing music for a while. Yeah. Uh, Four, since you're 14? Since I was 14. Yeah. Dude, the head maths is about eight years, around mm. eight, seven years. So I first started making music when I come to Northampton initially. Mm. I met up with Eli from school. Um, He brought me to his uncle's studio, Hustler D. Mm. And since then, I've just found myself in music, making music all the time. Yeah. So it was like, I always knew I could rap, but it was just finding somewhere to do it, finding that space. And Eli provided me that space and I learned a lot from him. And... Since I was 14, I've just been rapping, progressing since then. Made music with Eli also. We've got our tracks, SoundCloud, you can check it out, India, yeah. Skater, <laughs> all them tracks. And yeah, since then, I found myself more as an artist. I've grew. And mm. yeah, that's led me to where I am now. Do you know what I mean? So it's all a journey. and I've enjoyed mm. it. And when it comes to like your journey, though, it's like mm. you suffer through roadblocks. Roadblocks. People get motherfuckers <laughs> getting in your way, disrespect. <laughs> How like Have you ever had any self-doubt? Self-doubt. Or? Within myself, I've had self-doubt um, in my craft. Mm. No, sorry. I've had self-doubt in my journey, not my craft. Um, I'm always confident in my craft. I know what I can do. It's just how am I going to take it to the next level? You know what I'm saying? So with them hurdles you come across, it's sort of like, I don't know, you've released a song now. How are you going to promote it? Mm. Being an independent artist, everything comes out of your own pocket as well. Mm. So it's a bit tricky sometimes, you know what I mean? So... Whatever the budget is, that's me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I've got to make sure I'm sorting that out. So hurdles, you come across like you release a video, it may not hit what you want it to hit and stuff like that. Yeah. It's kind of off-putting. It puts you down a bit, do you know what I mean? Or mm. you've made a plan and you're not getting how you want to get along that yeah. plan in the right time. So it's a bit tricky. So you come across the hurdles, but I've never, ever lost the love for the music. It's mm. always there. I know where I'm heading. It's just how am I getting there? So you seem to like have this because myself, mm. my show has been very different. You know? yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, depression hit me hard yeah. and all that kind of stuff. You've already mm. seen the project. Yeah, yeah. But um, 
you seem to have like this very positive perspective on life, and I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's because like uh, your upbringing and stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah. How, how do you have? Because I I do have it now, but when mm-hmm. I was younger, my perspective on life was very negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you maintain such a positive perspective on life for such a long time, from <sighs> the past to the present? Mm. I would say it's quite hard because yeah. In the past, sometimes it's not always been great, but use what's gone on in the past to set you up for your future. So as long as you know you're not going to let anything bad affect you and you're always going to remain positive, like nothing can affect you, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. So like I'm always trying to remain positive because I know the end, the end goal, the end target. Like mm. if something was putting me down in music, for example, I know I'm going to be a million view artist soon. I'm going to be out there. So yeah. what I've got going on here is nothing. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I may pop up this hurdle again in a few yeah. steps and I'm going to be like, hey, I met you before, my friend. I'm going to deal yeah. with that hurdle, you know what I'm trying to say? So that's how I remain positive and I always know I'm going to get what I want out of it. So it's just remaining positive because if you let something get you down, it's just going to hold you down like an anchor and you've yeah. got to uplift yourself. So like, I don't know, like, I've just got a way of keeping myself happy. Like, I used to have this analogy, smile for no reason because if you smile for a reason, someone's going to have a reason to take that smile away. Mm. Like, you're just smiling. I've said that, you know what I'm trying to say? I smile for no reason. <laughs> so it's good to smile for no reason because yeah. literally someone can take away that smile if you're mm. smiling for a reason. They'll be like, oh, why are you smiling for that shit? So then you're like, oh, it's put you off. Do you know what I mean? But I'm smiling for no reason. You Shut don't know why I'm smiling. So I'm yeah. going gonna, I'm gonna to right You know what I mean? So you stay gleaming, you stay happy. Mm. And that's how I sort of keep myself upbeat. I just like what you just said. It mm. reminds me of. I'm not sure if you heard this story, but have you heard of the allegory of the cave? No, I haven't. Plato. No, I haven't. He's a famous philosopher, like in the West. Okay. But um, long story short, mm. it's it's only like 32 pages. Yeah, yeah. But it's about I think these three prisoners in mm. the cave, and like the sun is behind them. Yeah. And like they're looking at this wall, mm. and like they can see their shadows and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they they what they see like is that face value. Mm. So it's not reality, mm. but that's what they're seeing. And the truth is like right behind them, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like, what my point is, is like people take things at face value. Mm. They don't look at the bigger picture. So might like what, yeah, Plato's mm. allegory of the cave. It's like, yeah. you're looking at things at face, like the shadows and such. You don't mm. even, like, that's not really real. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. You just have to turn around yeah. and there's the truth. There's the light. There's the light so yeah. that's what it reminds me of because mm. if motherfuckers trying to take away your smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, eh, you know, that's your energy. Yeah. Here's my energy. Yeah. You stay over there. I, I be here. here. Yeah. Exactly. So I with good people. Mm. You and your toxic traits. You, you can say I mean? with other people exactly. with toxic traits. Exactly. So it just reminded me of that. And I just want to point out there because yeah. it's an interesting story mm. because I don't know, when people like meet you for like, I don't know, say a few minutes or something yeah. like that, they think, oh, a piece of that person Mm. They form it as like their whole their identity. Whole thing. Exactly. You don't yeah. know what I've been through. Yeah, you don't. What I've seen. My journey. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when people like <laughs> a two minute conversation, mm. I just take it as a whole bigger picture. And like, yeah. I know. I does that like bother you sometimes or like? It does. It can. It can be quite stressful because from what you get, um, speaking to me for two minutes is not what you're gonna get if you speak to me for an hour. Do you know what I'm mm. trying to say like from when we first met. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we've yeah. <laughs> grown a lot since then. So. I wouldn't ever take what someone thinks of in the first two minutes because I know where mm. it's I know where it's heading sort of thing I know where it's going um 
if you get to know me, I'm a quite grounded person, chilled, relaxed individual, mm. laughy, bantery, serious at times, you know what I'm trying to say? But um, I wouldn't I wouldn't take what people say like that in mm. any way. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's just like, I know you mentioned in the past that you went yeah. through. Yeah, yeah. Well, everyone does, obviously. Yeah, we've all gone through but shit, yeah, yeah. Have you ever been, it's a very personal question. Yeah, so yeah, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. But, um, <laughs> You already know that I went through this, but mm. have you ever went through like depression and mm. suicide urges or anything like that in the past? Yeah, in the past I have. Obviously, um, when I was three, I lost my father yeah. and that was a lung cancer. So that was quite depressing. I've been battling that all my life because I haven't really had that father figure mm. to look up to. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I've got big brothers and that. I've got yeah. older sisters, cousins, all of that, uncles. But in terms of having that father Fatherly figure, figure it's so, like, so hard. And my mum raised me and I had two sisters living in my house with me. So, so you're the man of the house, right? Practically. And yeah. I'm the youngest. You know, <laughs> I'm, <gonna say laughs> so. I'm the tallest, but the youngest. <laughs> but um, it was quite daunting. And obviously, for example, I was playing football and stuff like that. And everyone's got their parents at the touchline. Yeah, go on, go on, son, and all that. <sighs> yeah. And I never really had that. When I was looking around, it's just sort of like my friend's parents and that. They still supported me and pushed me, but I would just love to see my dad there. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm. Even in primary school one time, what made me respect when... I just love my mum so much, you know what I'm trying to say? I love everything she's done for me and the man she's made me become, you know what I'm mean, saying? she raised someone she great. She raised I mean, someone great. <laughs> so in primary school, all they had all the parents on the touchline. Mum, I think mum was there from the beginning or she might have been a bit late, one or the two, I can't really remember, it was quite vague, but she was there supporting, pushing me, like, do you know what I mean? And just to turn around and see that my mum was there, I got man of the match that day as well, so um, it was quite good. So to see my mum there pushing me and supporting me, it was quite good. Um, But if we fast forward into my adolescent days, Mm -hmm. 2015, literally, I was 17, I lost my friend to knife crime in London, so he got stabbed to death. So it was someone I was with every day. Like, say me and you were together every day. And then all of a sudden, fell. they just... Yeah. All of a sudden, they're gone. That, I couldn't fathom that. My heart couldn't deal with it. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So when that sort of happened, I knew that it's either I get myself out of this head cloud that I'm in or it's not going to it's not gonna end well. Do you know what I mean? So mm. having them suicidal urges and stuff like that, it wasn't really great because I just thought like, I want to be with my friend, you know what I mean? But if I go off and do that to myself, then I've left loads of people behind, you know what I'm trying to say? You just and pass the pain on. Yeah, you're just saying. passing the pain on and it'll just be like a, a ripple effect with everyone. Like mm. me seeing how his mum was in that situation, losing their son, like her only son as well. I wouldn't want my mum to go through that. So I sort of clicked myself back into gear and yeah, I wasn't going to go forward with what I was thinking to do, you know what I'm trying mm. to say? But, that day, probably getting the phone call, because we knew that um, he got stabbed from the night before and was ringing up all the hospitals trying to find yeah. out. Ended up he was in a specialist hospital, so it was just waiting to hear the news if it's positive or negative, do you know what I'm trying to say? And it was one of them ones. I woke up in the morning and my mum just had the house phone in my face. And I was thinking, oh, what's going on? Do you know what I mean? So I've picked up the phone now. Wait, did you just wake up and... Yeah, that's how I woke up. Like, I've come off my pillow and my mum's, like, tapping me to wake me up. Like, the phone, the phone, the phone. I had woke up to, like, 14 missed calls. It was crazy. And um, seeing the house phone in my face, what's going on? I answered the phone now. My friend just said, like, literally, like, he's gone. And he, my friend broke... He even broke down. He hung the phone up. I knew he broke down off the phone. Yeah. My head was just in my pillow. That was it. And, yeah... So since losing my friend Gino, long live Gino, you know what I'm saying? That's Mr. Anti-Not-Social. 
that's where my whole brand stems from. That's so where I'm, came from, I'm yeah. carrying the torch with him. I'm carrying the baton, you know what I'm trying to say? And I'm always going to carry on carrying that baton because it's never going to fall. Do you know what I mean? My kids will carry that same baton, like, all for Uncle Gino. So that's one journey that I'm on right now. So I thought it would be better to keep myself intact and keep marching on my journey mm. rather than to just cut myself from life altogether because that's how I was feeling. And that happened when I was in London. So me being in London, um, I lived in Tottenham. Yeah. Obviously, to go from, say, for example, I wanted to go from Tottenham to Hornsey, you've got to cut through Wood Green. Mm-hmm. My friend used to chill in Wood Green quite a bit. And just like, even going through the area, it'll be like, I could see someone with that sort of dress sense or hood. Like, say, for example, you're wearing what you're wearing today. Yeah. Someone with your dress, I'll be like, oh shit, that's a zeme. Do you know what I mean? But <laughs> it's not. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I saw someone one day, I literally was going to grab his shoulder and turn around because. My friend always used to have his hood, his puffer jacket, his tracksuit on and that. And I saw someone walking the same as him and everything. I thought it was him. Do you know what I mean? I was literally going to turn the person, but it wasn't. So like, that sort of shit that was playing on my head, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't deal with it. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So I had to get myself into a new space, rebuild and just go from there. You know what I mean? But So yeah. How long did the process take, obviously, when the unfortunate passing of your friend? Yeah. How long did it take um, from that phone call that your mum mm. worked you up from mm. to like rebuilding yourself like is it months or a we're year? talking years man years years man because imagine there was five of us in total mm. well five five of my closest friends like when you say count your friends on one hand those are my five closest mm. friends and we're together all the time day in day out at each other's houses meeting up obviously smoke doing all of that like i was an artist so when we used to smoke do our little freestyles and rap <laughs> and stuff like that but um getting over that it was hard. Do you know what I mean? It was very hard. Even like six six months down the line to a year, it's still sinking in. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like even now, it's completely sunk in now. Like yeah. I haven't got over it because I always still think about my friend, Anti Not Social. Whenever I say that, I think of my friend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's his Instagram. If you search Anti Not Social in, his Instagram will come up. You know what I'm trying to say? So I'm still carrying that torch. It's taken a long time. It's taken a long time and it's not something that's easy to get over. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. I think me losing my dad at a young age was easier to get over because I don't remember as much. I haven't had much life experience of my dad. He passed when I was three. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I'm still a baby. But my friend who I've known since year seven yeah, to 17, bond. stronger bond. He, he took me to church. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like I used to go to church with him on a Sunday. So it's a thing where always having that person next to you, especially on a Sunday, mm. I went to church after he passed. Do you know what I mean? And like when I'm looking to my left and right, he's normally there. Yeah, he's not, not there. there. It's empty feeling and shit. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So that's something I wouldn't want to go through again. I don't want I wouldn't want anyone to go through it again. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like it's shit. Do you know what I mean? But that's the process of life. These things happen. Do you know what I mean? It's just how you deal with it. And at first I was dealing with it quite shit. I was drinking, smoking every day. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I was doing all of that. Like my life was literally like a movie at that point, because E and J, do you know what I mean? Evil juice, as me and my friends would call it. That's all I was drinking, do you know what I'm trying to say? But I listened to a mixtape, it's called Young Fire or Flame by Retch Free 2 and Avelino. Mm. UK I, artist, right? Yeah, UK artist. Retch Free 2 is my best artist, by the way, just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to that and I wasn't really making much music at the time. I sort of write a bit and say, yeah, I can't do this, you know what I mean? But after listening to that mixtape, it really made me just want to make music again and express myself. So I thought, what other way to express myself other than talking about Gino, do you know what I'm trying to say? So putting my pain into music and expressing myself through that, that's what I ended up doing. So 
I've written like a little track for him. Do you know what I'm trying to say? It didn't even get released. Like it was just a personal thing to. Oh, it's like a therapy session. <sighs> it's a therapy session yeah. just to keep me going. You yeah. know what I'm trying to say? Like, um, I done a black box as well with my friend way back in the day, and on my black box I spit my bars about my friend. You know what I'm trying to say? And it was mm. it was very touching. Like even in the freestyle, I must have said something like, "Oh." I can't even get the words out now because Shit. just going back to that, like I'm just thinking of that moment. It just mm. took me away, but I said, I went to say something and I had to take a break because after saying that thing, what I said, it was just like, it makes you think. And then I had to get back into the freestyle. Like mm. no one would have known I messed up, but to me, I messed up because when I said that, it's like, shit, I had to snap back into it. So things like that, man, it's just, it's a lot. And I'm glad that since then, I haven't really had to take a loss because I think another loss right now will break me. And it's coming to that stage in life where everyone's getting older, everyone's growing up, do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm. And you've got elderly people in your family and stuff like that. So you never know who's going next. But I know within myself, if I was to take another loss, it would break me, do you know what I mean? Big or small, I couldn't take that. Because after that, it just made me realise a lot about life. Like you can't take life for granted. You can't wait for things. You just got to go get it. So since then... I haven't been taking music for granted and I'll never take music for granted because that's my my peace, that's my sanity, that's what kept me going and pushed me out of what I was going through, you know what I mean? So mm. I'll never I'll never stop doing what I'm doing because never. I, I, I mean, know, I'm in your corner, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know why I'm doing it. I know why I'm doing it because mm. he had his dreams and he wanted to, for example, buy his mum a house, look after his sister, look after his family. And now since he's passed, I feel like that's my sort of responsibility yeah. if you know what I mean like you're I'm, trying to like achieve his dream his dream yeah. you know what I mean so as long as I push myself and push myself as far as I can with this music which I will I'll get far I'll be able to do that you know what I mean I know that I'll look after my family I'll look after his family like every mother's day I call his mum hi mum you're right it's Winford boom 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 how you doing do you know what I mean and we sit on the phone for hours do you know what I mean like hours on end until like she would need to do something or I'll have to go or whatever but it's a thing where when I'm speaking to his mum, I feel like I'm closer to him. So, like, mm. I don't even want to come off the phone. Like, I just like <laughs> to hear his stories. I like to talk and say good things about her um, son and uplift her. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because that's all parents need. Because if my mum was to go through that, I know she wouldn't be able to, do you know what I mean, go a day without thinking of me or whatever. So, it's just helping her get through it. So, every Mother's Day, I do that. Every anniversary of his death, I always go to the cemetery, flowers, mm. all of that. Just... Do you know what I mean? It's the little things. It may not seem like much, but you've you've got to do that. Like every Mother's Day, I would call his mum because I know that makes her feel better. If I didn't do that, if none of my friends didn't do that, she'll think, well, he was always around these guys and always with these people and they yeah. don't do nothing to sort of help. But we're always here to help and that's what it's about, man. That's helping your people, isn't it? Like, so, hey, <laughs> it's I did deep. not know that, man. <laughs> it's deep, man. So I never suffered through mm. a loss of someone mm. close. I mean, I lost family members, but we never spoke yeah yeah i understand <laughs> like yeah, my yeah. great-grandma like yeah, being yeah. i i can't remember I, I think we spoke but yeah, when yeah. i was like six mm-hmm. i can't remember it's that. a vague memory yeah and it's just like i don't it's, it sounds a bit horrible to say but it's like i didn't cry you didn't feel it yeah yet. just like yeah, i yeah. didn't know that's the thing mm. and i never lost anyone mm. but i lost myself <laughs> yeah you lost yourself yeah understandable and, but understandable man, it's like it's a very hard rough patch to get over mm. but the only best advice is just keep moving forward. And keep moving forward, have, exactly. Have like a purpose in life, you know, yeah. because you yeah. have your music, you know, that drives you. You have you know, your yeah. woman as well. You yeah, have yeah. your people, yeah. your family, everything. Mm. 
And then from my perspective, obviously, you know, I have you, you know, yeah. every, like, I have my network of people. And you've got us, fam. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> I haven't got you. You know that, man. It's just, it's hard to believe because, like, my situation, uh, April 2019, mm. like, around that time, um, obviously I was in a suicidal state. And, yeah. and in my birthday as well in 2018, because, mm. you know, I was supposed to, like, take my, well, some people know already. Yeah, yeah. If you've been following me for a while. Mm. Uh, I was supposed to take my own life on my birthday, on mm. my uh, 19th birthday. Mm. But it didn't happen because what stopped me mm. was um, happy birthday messages. Yeah. I'm thinking, what the fuck is this? Like, why are these people care yeah, about yeah, me? Why yeah, are these people yeah. loving me? Mm. And I'm not, I just like, I never forget that day because seeing people care mm. and saying, oh, you know, you really, especially with the project that I just dropped, saying, yeah. oh, you know, you really set put a statement. That project, man. <laughs> <laughs> you gas me up, man. heart and soul, man. <laughs> but it just—I don't know. People were telling me, you know, you're an inspiration to me. You know, mm. I care about you, and people like you gives me hope to the world. You know, yeah, man. Or you—you help change my life. I just—I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, man. You gotta push <laughs> people, and sometimes, like for example, we don't know what each other are going through. So, mm. say for example. You've done that to help yourself, but at the end of the day, that's helped me as well because mm. I've watched that and I'm like, wow, like that just took me back. I was like, shit, man. I just want to see this guy speak to him. Like, yo, bro, you okay? Like, <laughs> yeah. it took me into that mode. I was like, nah, man. Because oh. when you release something like that, it's like my music, for example. Mm. I could make a song that relates to someone so much, but sometimes people need that. Do you know what mm. I mean? People need things they can relate to and your project was something I could relate to massively. So it was... It was eye-opening, do you know what I mean? And I think people need more things like that. That's why I'm always on you saying BBC3, BBC3. <laughs> and you're going to be on BBC3. And I've said it here today. <laughs> I bet anybody, any money you want to... Listen, BBC3. He's calling it right now. I'm calling it right now. I Man. called it. But you've got this, bro. Like, and I believe in you so much. And the same way you believe in me, I believe Likewise. in you. And it's only right you've got to exchange that energy. Because if we don't help each other to push to what we want to get, there's no other way of getting where you want to get without people's mm. support. Do you know what I mean? If I wanted someone to manage me or A&R or something like that, I need their support. I can't mm. say, yeah, I've got this all by myself. I'm going to do it all by myself because you really can't. Nobody can do anything by ourselves because we're not robots, we're humans. You know exactly. what I'm trying to say? So we've got to We ain't go going go to be here forever. Exactly. So just might as well help each other. I, don't, exactly. I never understood like people like ruining other people's life when exactly. you're going to be dead in 50 years. That mm. was the point. Yeah. But I just... I feel obviously you're an artist, I'm an artist. Mm. I mean, if we're not helping people, then who the hell is going to do our job? Exactly. And who, it's like, funny thing is, I'm not mm. sure if you struggle with the same thing. What's that? But when you make a piece of art, mm. music, music video, whatever, and I think the hardest part isn't the writing, <laughs> isn't the filming, isn't the editing. The hardest part is pressing upload. <laughs> <laughs> To me, yeah. that's the hardest part. Yeah. I don't know why. It's quite hard. When I released, I was just like, I was like, <laughs> I just, I couldn't look at my phone for like mm. six hours. I was that shook. Yeah, I'm not. I know you're more confident, and you know you have your own support yeah, network I'm, and shit. I'm confident. But I'm, I'm fairly confident. <laughs> the shyness used to be there. Like, yeah. Going on stage, I used to look quite on the floor, but now when I'm on stage. Keep your head up. Keep yeah. my head up. Always keep your head up. Because I look for my support system in the audience mm. and that's normally my girlfriend or my friend. So as long as I'm paying attention to them, mm. there's nothing that could really go wrong. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's how you got to do it. Just build your confidence slowly. And I've just learned to do that because when you hang your head down, it's just always going to stay down and then people notice that and they're not really going to interact with your energy. You know what I'm trying to say? But if I'm open and my hands are not down, open like mm. I'm showing you stuff I've got things to give and receive so 
I feel like the audience interacts better with that as well. So, yeah. <laughs> so it just comes down to like, when it comes to confidence, it's practice mm. at the end of the day, would you say? Or yeah, it? it is practice. Do you know how I built my confidence? And this is a fact I'm going to share with you oh, guys. I don't know how. <laughs> you got to tell me, bro. The mirror. The mirror. My mum, yeah. My mum in her house has just got a big mirror. And I used to get my water bottle or whatever I've got at that time. Do you use, you use it as a microphone? Use or, it as a yeah. microphone. And I pretend I'm on stage. I like, do my little moves and that and my little rocks and sways. Mm. And that's how you sort of build yourself. Because if you can see what you're doing, it's like the audience. Like the mirror is your audience at that mm. time. So I used to do that to help myself grow because... Sometimes I could be on stage. I don't know how I looked at other people. So I'm trying to get a little visual insight of that for myself. So that's how I built my confidence up. Even doing a music video, I used to pretend the mirror was the camera. The yeah. stuff that I'm doing behind the camera, do you know what I mean? I used to practice it. So that's how I'd build my confidence because throughout life, I wasn't really a fairly confident person, but I've always been You're confident. Six foot six. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't always six foot six. <laughs> but I've always been confident in what I can do. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So music, I'm confident in that because I know I can write bangers. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to be up there with the heavyweights. Like, I know it. Do you know what I mean? So as long as you've got confidence in yourself, it can take you far. But don't be too confident that it comes across cocky. Just yeah. know that you can do something and that's it. Do you know what I mean? You ain't got to prove nothing to no one. Also, proving points to people. We ain't got nothing to prove to anybody. Like, someone could tell me, oh, your shit dreads. Cool. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Because I've got nothing to prove to you. Do you know what I mean? Like, my views or my channel couldn't really be hitting what I want it to be hitting, I'm not fussed because I ain't got nothing to prove to anybody. I make music for the love and not really for the likes, you know what I'm trying to say? So as long as one person out there loves it and appreciates it, I'm happy, yeah. you know what I mean? That That's it for me because I put my heart into it. So as long as you get something out of it, it's always a good result, mm. always. Because I know you mentioned like the mirror, mm. like that's how you build your confidence. Yeah, It's funny you mentioned that because, I don't know, when people look at themselves in the mirror, mm. It's like it's, it's it's interesting to me because me and you, yeah, um, we could look at I don't know, let's say an object, yeah, and we could see two different complete things. Exactly. So, for example, uh, you know, the glass half full, glass half empty. Yes, 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 yes. So it's all about perspective, mm. and like some people, it's just they they always come up with these um, excuses, like saying, mm. "Oh, I'd, I'd never be this, I'd never be that," but it just. The story you tell yourself is like, mm. it's what you're going to live. If you're going to be like, oh, I'll never be, I'll never win a BAFTA. Yeah. You're never going to win a BAFTA. You're never. <laughs> like if I said earlier, like I said, I'm going to hit over a million views. I'm going to be a big boy artist up at the heavyweights. If I didn't say that, I'm not going to feel it. Do you know what yeah. I'm trying to say? Like sometimes if you don't go to get something, you're not going to get it. Mm. Like my cousin Jake has told me a quote the other day. Um, it's like the kid in class. Say, for example, the teacher asks a question. There's a kid in class. They put their hand up. Me, I would sit at the back of the class knowing the answer and not put my hand up. But that kid that put his hand up, he's always going to go further because he was willing to take that risk of, yeah. okay, even if I got the question wrong, I've put my hand up and I've got the answer correct or wrong. Do you know what I mean? So it's always just doing that, just going for it. Do you know what mm. I mean? Don't hold yourself back because the more you enclose yourself, you're not really going to, do you know what I mean, be able to blossom. So Because if you yeah. don't take risks, then how are you going to grow? Exactly. Because take risks and prosper. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like... If you don't get your comfort zone, it's like, how are you going to become the person you aspire to be? Exactly. If you're just going to remain in your comfort zone, oh, I'm going to watch Netflix for the whole day. Uh, maybe do a couple of assignments. Yeah. Done. Play a bit of FIFA. Play a bit of, <laughs> <laughs> Play a bit of FIFA. Video games. It's just, if you don't really just get yourself out there, then yeah. how are you going to grow? Because people expect like, yourself. oh, five years time, yeah, I'm going to get a six pack. But like the diet is consisted of chips, chocolate, chocolate. <laughs> chocolate the other day was yeah, fucking yeah. Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but just like because what you do every single day is mm. you know who you are yeah you are what you eat you literally are, yeah that's yeah. why because <laughs> um people it's just like i follow this but um you are what you do not what you say yeah because many people say i'm gonna be a director and become the best cinematographer yeah and then look at what they're doing every single day. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna get fucked in the club every nah, single day. Yeah, nah, it doesn't and make sense. They watch Netflix and they don't really do anything. Yeah. Like that's practical. They're not feeding. They it. just they speak a lot. Mm. But what are they really saying at the end of the day? That's my motto because anti not social is actually yeah. about talking less and doing more. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes I don't always have to say what I'm gonna do because yeah. I'm going to do it. Do you know what I'm exactly. trying to say? So it's always about talking less and doing more. And that's mm. something I stick by. And my friend, he never really spoke much, so anti-not social just stuck mm. to him like that. And that's why I'll carry that weight, carry that name. Mm. Trust me. It's because when... Oh, I can't remember the saying, like, where it's from, but I know what it is. So mm. when you cut down a tree, mm. it makes a big noise. And yeah, yeah. It's destruction. <laughs> yeah. But when you grow, mm. there's no noise. Yeah, silence. So what yeah. you said, it's like, growth is silent. Yeah. But when it comes to, like, destruction, hate, yeah. toxic people, it's mm-hmm. loud. So that's like a little nice analogy right Yeah, there. yeah. That is a nice one. That is a nice yeah. one. It's just, oof, I wish I could talk all day. <laughs> <laughs> but man, we just got to wrap it up. Man. Yeah. Like, I appreciate you just like telling your story. And, no, of course, bro. Because it's a very, God forbid this ever happens to me or yeah. to anyone that's watching, anyone yeah, at all. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but it doesn't matter who you are, but just, you just got to keep pushing forward because life of is going to hit you hard. It's going to hit you hard. It's, it's going to hit you with some stuff you never thought you'd be hit with as well. But it makes you so much stronger. It does. It makes you, like say you lost your friend, but it's a part of who you, like you carry his I legacy. I carry that here. That's here. Do you know what I mean? Because in the that's future, here. you're going to buy his mum a house. You're yeah. Support his family. You support his family right now. Yeah, so definitely. So you pretty much like, living his dream mm. and also living your dream yeah so you just gotta elevate your people forward definitely man if Keep you're not gonna do it then who the hell is gonna, gonna do, do it, it. <laughs> you know what i mean man. driving force right now driving Shit. force man. appreciate the conversation man. Nah, <laughs> i don't know how to time, bro. It's, it's bad it's, <laughs> it's different because i'm normally an upbeat bad yeah. person so you never really see the real life side of me mm. but this is just like a little taste of something that's happened mm things that I've been through and it's nice to share it with you because like I said, you never know what people have gone through. Someone else may have gone through something else and if it's exactly. like, yeah. how am I going to get through this but they could watch this and this could help them so mm. that's the, what we're doing there. <laughs> I think this is our like third conversation. Like it's proper conversation, text, yeah. Text. Inc- yeah, inclu- excluding text but conversation, proper, yeah. f- probably third one, yeah. The music video shoot, yeah. photo shoot, yeah. the other day. Yeah. But the, the music video shoot doesn't count because it's, yeah, that was did. brief. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You were so, more there for work, innit? You didn't even, even have time to chat. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our third conversation. So mm. I'm really glad you're very open and vulnerable. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, check out Dreads. It's Come just on. Dreads Music. Dreads Music on YouTube. And Instagram. Anti Not Social, Anti-Not, yeah. yeah. Dreads 187 on Instagram. Yeah. I'm doing the hand rub so you know I'm up to something. <laughs> 187 on Instagram, Dreads Music on YouTube. Mm. And Dreads Local on Facebook. Your boy Dreads on Snapchat. Mm. And yeah, if you see me about the town, just give me a wave. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for watching. Of course, if you don't know who I am, which is very stupid because you should know who I am. My name is Ranside, documentary filmmaker, artist, and man, I just want to help people. That's it. So thank you very much, Dreads. You're welcome, man. Thank you to me. Shout out to me as well. <laughs> <laughs> big up, Ranside. Big up, Ranside. Come on, man. Shout out Joel as well for the cinematography. That's yeah, big how. Up, Joel. If you're watching Legend. this right now, he did the little pretty blue and red lights and all that kind of shit. He did his magic. And I'll see you guys next month for next episode. Peace.